Local programming on KRWG made possible in part by viewers like you. Thank you. So I've been doing a lot of research to be able to get ready for this particular interview. And I have to be honest with all of you, I am in a position where many of you tonight are going to be. And it's pretty much the position of a student. I will be sitting across this table, learning a little bit more about something very big in our community. Now from what I understand up to this point in my research and, and just doing a little bit of background information, is that someone in our community who is a student at the University of Texas at El Paso, has been involved in a very, very big breakthrough. Now, it's not often that we hear of big medical scientific breakthroughs coming out of our community, but we should get ready because according to a conversation I was having with my guest this evening, we're probably gonna be getting a little bit more of this. Over the course of the last several months, uh, hours on end, there has been a team at the University of Texas at El Paso doing an investigation that could have some groundbreaking developments when it comes to tuberculosis. As we all know, tuberculosis is something that has been very big. There have been vaccinations developed, but as time goes on, well, those vaccinations sometimes begin to lose some of their potency because you have some sort of resistance from uh, tuberculosis or whatever it is, the strand, that begins to, well, need more research to be able to develop more vaccinations, to be able to cover people in communities like our own. And as we know, tuberculosis is something that's pretty big and uh, in terms of the Latino Hispano community, not only in this community, but throughout the entire United States of America, throughout the world. Joining me this evening, I am very proud to say I have a very good friend, uh, also an alumnus of the National Hispanic Institute, Rebecca Soto, a student at the University of Texas at El Paso. Uh, she is known as a phage hunter. And uh, you're known as a phage hunter because from what I've learned, Rebecca, phages are viruses that infect bacteria. And there was a Dr. Hatful that discovered phages, and that is pretty much the beginning of us being able to look into how to develop, well, new vaccinations and new, new treatments for diseases like this. And so now there's phage hunters all over colleges and universities. You were one of those. But the big difference between them and you is that you discovered something pretty big. So congratulations and thank you for joining me. Thank you, thank you for having me. Rebecca, tell me a little bit more about what this all means. Um, you are going to be making a pretty big presentation in Washington, D.C. over a particular phage uh, that can have breakthrough developments when it comes to tuberculosis. You were selected to make this presentation. There's pretty big names involved in this, like the Howard Hughes Medical Institute. Uh, you're being flown up to Washington, D.C. Pretty big stuff, but explain it to me and all of us at home in terms of something that we can understand and, and, and celebrate with you really, because this is pretty big. Well, you know, at the very beginning, we were all, a pretty basic overall method, strategy that we did is that we captured 
a, a phage and then we purified it and then we characterized it and then we sequenced and annotated it. Tell people what a phage is because I, I, I had to really read up on this. So be on, to be honest with you, before this, I did you know the social sciences while I was in college. So take us through what a phage is and why it's so important in going out there and capturing. What, what were you capturing? What is a phage? Well, a phage is, like you said, it's essentially a virus that infects bacteria. And predominantly, phages have been known to do phage therapy. And so phage therapy is growing countlessly throughout the the, throughout you know the world as instead of doing vaccinations you do phage therapy and so that's where we were heading towards that we would hopefully create some kind of you know not so much a vaccination but something that will help you know cure someone who has tuberculosis against the new virulent strains of tuberculosis and so essentially that's what we were doing throughout this whole year so you go out into the community and, and you said you go through three steps so the first so the first step to try and develop this phage treatment that you're talking about uh, to, to deal with tuberculosis, you have to go out and you have to go, I suppose, identify an area where you think you're gonna find something. How, how, does, how does that play out? How do you go and collect a sample that will eventually lead to something like this? Well, it's not some specific area. Actually, it's really just a soil sample or it can be animal carcass. Obviously, wow. we don't want to go anywhere near animal carcass because we don't want to contract a disease. So we just, we, all of us picked a soil sample. And so throughout our first semester of research in the lab, we just pretty much just cultivated that soil sample and then we infected it into this culture also known as M. sigmatics. Okay. And it's very similar to M. tuberculosis but we just didn't want to use M. tuberculosis because it's a respiratory disease. So okay. you can contract it just by breathing. And I mean, I don't remember signing a waiver, so <laughs> we didn't want to do that. Right. And so we pretty much do that. And so we infect it into the culture of M. smeg, and then we let it grow. And then from there, we, we single out a single phage. We just get like a little phage, and then from there we purify it, and then we sequence it. Now, I, I think you're sharing, you've shared some pictures with us of, of how this process develops. Take us, take us through the process. So you go out, you collect, and then you're talking about infecting uh, this particular thing. Uh, how do you monitor it? How, what are you looking for? I mean, you, you shared with our show and with all of us here this evening certain pictures of, of I guess, your cultivation process. Take us through that. Okay, well, as you can see in this picture right here, it looks pretty lice. The, this is an agar plate, and agar is just a culture media. And so when it's a successful in, you know, infecting the bacteria, you can see that there's little circles where it's been completely lysed. And so that's just like, when you hold it up to the light, that's how you can tell. It's just complete circles where it's just clear, uh -huh. that there's no more agar, there's no more culture. And so that's how you know that it's been completely infected. So when you see this mm -hmm. yourself and, and you're, you're looking at excitement, I mean, are you, are you on to something? Is that the point where you know you're on to something or no, not yet? Well, I mean, it is a point because you don't want something that where it's nothing's lice because that actually happened to a couple of the people in our lab where nothing there, it was still agar, it was still intact, everything was fine. So nothing happened. So nothing happened. And in ours, in some cases, our, actually our very first plate that we got, it was completely lysed. There was barely anything that you can see that was still intact of the culture media. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, of course that's exciting to us because not only do we have one that was successful, but we felt like it, 
superseded our expectations. So is it a little bit of stroke of luck or is it the place where you go out and look for this particular sample? How, how does that, I mean, how are you successful and others not so much? It is pretty much kind of luck. It depends on where you collected the sample. We, we wanted to collect ours from the Franklin Mountains because okay. no soil had ever been collected from that type of environment. Hmm. So we figured, you know what, we're just going to go for it. We'll pick somewhere that's never been explored. And if it happens, great. And if it doesn't, then we'll pick somewhere else. And yeah. it just so happened that it did work for us. That's kind of interesting how we've never collected soil from, from the Franklin Mountains mm -hmm. when it's the biggest piece of uh, scenery in our community. Okay, so after that part, um, what happens next? So you, you, you get back this picture we were, we were all seeing, mm -hmm. and what happens next? I mean, what's the next step in the process? Well, next, I mean, as you can see in the picture, it's a group of phages. I mean, it's, a, it's 10 to the 31st, you know, viruses in that bacteria. So there's, there's tons, tons of viruses tons. in this little Petri dish that you shared mm -hmm. with all of us. There's tons. And so what we wanted to do is we wanted to purify a single phage. Okay. And so what we did was, you know, we like you know got a like a syringe of some sort or yeah, just kind of ex extracted it exactly that's what we did and so we extracted it and then we purified it and it was several processes it took maybe a couple of weeks for us to purify it and then from there it became the phage it, it was and then now you have a concentration of just that phage in the yes. petri dish and now we just had and then so from there on we just grew that single phage and we have a picture of that too right i mean it's a uh, is it that the which petri dish is it? Because I know you shared, what, three of them with us? Yes, it's actually the one that looks kind of like snake skin. It's a little darkish. Okay. Picture, yeah. Well, we'll try, we'll try to, is that one? Of yes, that's See? it. Mm -hmm. I, I'm kind of learning with you as I, as I go along here. I don't really have um, much of a background in the sciences other than what I did. You know, it's very basic stuff. And this stuff really interests me. So you get to this point you're thinking what? You're thinking, okay, I'm onto something. There's a phage that we've purified. What made you choose to purify the phage? At that point, did you know that you were onto something or? Well, honestly, it was just, uh, the way we did it was that we had the agar plate. And uh -huh. so we wanted to purify a single phage. And so for the most part, after a series of dilutions and dilutions, the agar plate didn't become so lysed. There was few cultures now. And so we wanted to pick one that was the lonesome dove the right. one that was away from all the other lysed areas of the of the agar plate. So it could be pure? So it could so? be pure, yeah. and so we did that, and it just so happened it, it came out. Now, there's a series of reasons why the Howard Hughes uh, Medical Institute and, and these folks that you're gonna go out and present to select individuals. There's, there's a reason why uh, you in this particular case from your team was selected, Take me through all of this, because now you obviously have a phage. You've kind of identified this lonesome dove. You, you, you're excited. You're onto something. At what point does the Howard Hughes Medical Institute get involved? And, and how did you, you and your team feel about all of that? And obviously, the university is a pretty big deal. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, the Howard Hughes has been with us from the very beginning. We've okay. always been, you know, very close to them. And part of the process I suppose yes it okay. is exactly but you know during this whole process I mean it you have this overreaching goal that everyone wants to be the one to go to Washington because there's only one person selected yeah and so you start off with that overreaching goal but as you're going through this you realize this is so exciting that you know it really doesn't matter because you discovered your own virus mm -hmm. you know and so you just get excited about that and you know honestly to go home and tell your parents oh I discovered a virus you know it's rewarding on its own so you discover a virus. 
tell me reactions uh, from people, your own personal reaction. I understand you were doing this as a team, and then, uh, and then at some point you were selected to be the one to make the presentation. But but take me through the reactions. Your professors, your your family. Uh, what were they like? Well, I mean, like my my research partner Bayu. She uh, we actually went to high school together. Okay. So we know each other very well. We know each other's reactions. We know when you know we get excited and so throughout the whole time that's just how we were and we knew it and you know with my parents they've always been supportive my mom was actually a biology major and so your mom was on to it she, I mean, she had an idea she had yeah. an idea of what we were doing but you know for her you know my dad tried to like understand but you know they were both very supportive of me and you know as my brother too I got to share in my excitement with them and that was all rewarding too now tell me a little bit about what what all of this means i know that there's a reason why you're going to to washington um there's a lot of excitement around uh what this could mean and you know it's it's a pretty big deal so take me through that why are people excited why are you excited about this what does can this mean for the future in terms of medicine and science well you, it really didn't get it, it was exciting the whole time but it actually got really exciting for me just these past couple months because that's when we were annotating the genome sequence. Okay. And so we had the whole sequence in a computer and we were annotating it for proteins and enzymes and amino acids. Tell me what a little bit more, tell all of us a little bit more. What is a genome sequence and how does, why is that important? Because I'm sure, just like me, there's plenty of people wondering. Uh, it's, I mean, it's like the DNA okay. of, the, of the phage. Okay. So, I mean, it's- You had to go into the DNA of this particular phage mm -hmm. and you had to kind of map it all out. And we had to annotate it, you know, so see like special proteins that something encoded or amino acids that came out of it. And actually recently uh, I was looking on the tRNAs because mm -hmm. every phage has a tRNA. Mm -hmm. And uh, actually it's been pretty prevalent that they all encode tryptophan tRNAs. And no one really knows what the function of a tryptophan tRNA is. I mean, I looked up abstracts and there's no real known function. And what is it? Pronounce it again for me. A tryptophan tRNA. Yeah. Okay, what is that? Well, I mean, it's nobody a, knows. No one knows. No one knows the function of it. Okay. And so, I mean, that part's exciting. And so, what I did was this past, um, you know, presentation, is that I compared the tryptophan tRNA of MSMEG, which was the culture that we used to grow it in, okay. against Rubeuca. And I mean, I figured that it would maybe be the same tRNA, but it wasn't. It was completely mutated. But the phages that were similar, most similar to Rebecca, had slight mutations. Hmm. But they all mutated the same. Let's let's uh, let's clue in our audience a little bit. Uh, Rebeuka. It's an interesting name. It's the name of the phage you discovered. It's yes. a combination of your name. Yes. With the name of uh, is it your research partner? Mm -hmm. Babe. So so Rebeuka, which is the, the the phage, the name of the phage that you've discovered, is now compared in its, I guess, mapping that you did of the DNA and in its kind of decoding that you did of the DNA to others that you know existed. Mm -hmm. And what you end up finding is that they're not at all the same. And there's some new interesting things that I guess have never been studied or, or there's a possibility that they've never been studied. Is that what you're? Yes, exactly. Well, there's some that, there was actually uh, just this one phage that was discovered this year also, it was named Twister. And I mean, it was it was discovered nowhere near El Paso. It was discovered northeast of the United States. Okay. And it's so closely related to Rebeuca. I mean, we compared the genome sequences, and it's 
almost an identical match to Rebecca. And no one has ever found things like this before. This mm -mm. is something groundbreaking, mm -hmm. new. Rebecca, how old are you? <laughs> 18. You're 18 years old. Mm -hmm. What grade level are you in at the University of Texas? Sophomore. You're a sophomore. Mm -hmm. It's pretty big yes. for just a sophomore. I mm -hmm. mean, uh, tell me a little bit about the reactions you've been getting from people in the field because I'm pretty sure, I mean, when you have you contacted the people that know Twister, the, this other phage? I mean, is is there a buzz or is that buzz going to be generated once you go and present up in D.C.? Because I know you've mm -hmm. there's some things you couldn't even share with me because it hasn't been presented yet. So so tell me a little bit about that. Is there a buzz now? Because this is, I don't know, to me, I'm, I'm sitting here going, wow. <laughs> I mean, there is definitely a buzz. I mean, it's always exciting when someone discovers something new. And so I'm excited to share it in Washington. And I'm excited mostly to meet the person who discovered Twister because such different geological locations and yet the phages are almost exactly the same. I mean, the genome sequence and the length and everything is pretty remarkably For identical. And what has come of Twister? Like, do you know the story of Twister? or What kind of studies have been done on it and where it stands in comparison to what you're about to go through with, with Rebeyuka? Uh, I mean, I don't really know that much about Twister. It's just discovered this year. Like so Rebeyuka. both of them about the same, wow. Uh -huh. They were discovered at exactly the same time. And so I'm just excited. They will be at Washington. So I'm looking forward to meeting whoever discovered Twister and having a conversation. So, do you know anything about where the sample that they collected was? Because, I mean, you obviously collected your sample in the Franklin Mountains. Mm -hmm. it was their sample collected in a mountainous area? Or is it sim like similar demographics? Or do you know anything about those particular details? Because I'm sure that's, that's a curiosity point for you mm -hmm. as much as it is for someone like Well, you. I actually looked it up and it wasn't found in a, in a mountain range. It was actually found in like a canal. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. So, interesting stuff. The things that you found here in El Paso, which is a ground, groundbreaking kind of development, and the things that have been identified, uh, the, this other phage, Twister, represent something big. Explain to me um, tuberculosis, how it's been dealt with uh, in, in, in years past, and, and the reasons why something like this could lead to, to, to breakthroughs in tuberculosis. Well, tuberculosis is a respiratory disease, so it's very easy to contract just by simple breathing. You can contract tuberculosis, and there has been vaccinations for it, but there's new viral strains of tuberculosis that have grown resistant to antibiotics and vaccinations. And so it's growing predominantly in you know regions, especially in Latino areas like El Paso. Mm -hmm. And so more people are contracting it, and obviously we don't want that. So, you know, phages, it'll help with phage therapy. And so that will hopefully you know, get rid of the new virulent strains and ease the contamination process. It's, it's, it's big. And I'm kind of left a little speechless because I'll tell you what, Rebecca, a lot of people talk about celebrities. A lot of people talk about, we, we even talk on this show about politics. Um, but breakthroughs like this happening in our community, pretty big for someone like you, um, you know, sophomore at the University of Texas at El Paso to do something at this level, to be involved with entities like, uh, you know, the Howard Hughes Medical Institute is, is, I mean, you're a rock star in my book. So that's, that's <laughs> amazing. I want to congratulate on, you on that. Let's talk a little bit about your background because it's not every day that people get interested in science like you do. Um, you obviously have been a very big part of the National Hispanic Institute. Um, you, you are involved in its programs. You've gotten involved with the organization. And a lot of its uh, alumni end up doing 
a lot of things in the social sciences, some in an engineering field, maybe some may go off and become medical doctors, but what you're doing in the sciences, I mean, where did your curiosity for science begin? Tell me the, the story of Rebecca and, and her love <laughs> for science. Well, I mean, growing up, I've always been interested in science. I was never a really a humanities person or a political person. I've never gravitated towards it. Yeah. And my dad, he's he's very good at math. And my mom, you know, being a biology, biology major, I grew up with that. Yeah. And so it was, it just became very natural to me. And growing up, I've always had friends who were interested in the medical field. I mean, I have several friends who are pre-med majors and I have several friends going off to medical school this year too. And I mean, pretty much people who I associate with fall under the STEM, you know. Yeah, the STEM term. The STEM term. Science, technology, engineering. And math. And math. Yes. Okay. And so I pretty much associate with those people. So I've always known that kind of environment. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's completely regular, you yeah. know. And then I go off to NHI where people talk politics and, you know, that's just a new thing. And I'm like, oh, my gosh where did this come from I thought you know yeah and so it was new so to me it was always regular to to just have a passion for science tell me the single biggest influence in your life uh, a little bit about who that influence was and, and why because I'm sure people are wondering how how, how do you replicate a, a, a Rebecca Soto like if, if we're having parents <laughs> watch this evening <laughs> tell me a little bit about the, your biggest influence in your life I mean, obviously my family this yeah. is a huge influence. You know, they've always supported, you know, me and my brother and whatever endeavor we wanted to do. It was never, they critiqued us. It was always like, you do whatever you want to do and we're going to support you. So that's always been a big influence. And my brother too, because we just communicate very well. We have a very amazing relationship to where it's easy to communicate and I feel very open to, to you know, talk about this stuff. Biggest goals? I mean, you, you're obviously a sophomore mm -hmm. uh, in the, in the uh, community. Uh, here in El Paso at the University of Texas at El Paso. Um, doing something this big as a sophomore, obviously bright future ahead, biggest goals? I mean, obviously, you know, any scientist's biggest goal would be a Nobel Prize. But, uh, you know, I, I'm really looking into uh, organic chemistry right now. Uh -huh. And I'm really interested in organic pollutants okay. into the air and the impact. And I mean, we all know, especially for the El Paso region of Sarco, yeah. how it's huge impact on the environment and how affected people and so that's what I'm looking into right now I mean it takes it takes a pretty big guts uh, Rebecca and I love it to mm -hmm. hear you say Nobel Prize I mean you're 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 pretty much drawing the line and saying <laughs> and I you know what I I believe it you, you may you may very well get there uh, based on this discovery just alone you're you're doing so well tell me about where you see yourself in in the next couple of years i mean obviously um if you have these these interests uh, you're gonna have to you're planning to go continue in schooling stay in the el paso area go away what are you thinking about in those terms i mean obviously like education wise i still have quite a bit to go i mean i want to get a doctorate so i still have a couple years in me but, uh, you know, I've always, I love El Paso, I love UTEP, and I've made great connections there already just through this program. Mm -hmm. And so if, you know, I hope to continue my research at UTEP, and if that means, you know, making connections with several professors and hopefully continue my research there, then I'd love to stay at UTEP and do my graduate studies there too. You know, one of the things that people talk a lot about in our community um, is, is the whole context of developing and grooming this community to be able to develop breakthroughs that uh, do have to deal with health and wellness 
within the Latino Hispano community because this area is quite frankly a capital of, of the Latino Hispano community. Obviously tuberculosis is very big within the Latino Hispano community. Um, where do you see some of these things going? Uh, do, do you see a lot more? I know that the program you're involved in at UTEP is only two years old, but mm -hmm. you're already having a breakthrough like this. Do you see a lot more of that coming? I mean, if you could just kind of flesh it out knowing the people that you're currently working with, your, your research partners, um, where, where do you th see things going in terms of the medical field here in the area? In I science? mean, I see great, I see great future for this, very promising. In fact, one of my instructors for the Fate Hunters, uh, his name is Dr. Yano, and he also has his own lab. Uh, it's an HIV research lab, mm -hmm. and it's very interesting. And he actually, age is very interesting, and uh, I, I know a little bit about it, but not so much. Mm -hmm. And there's a part where the protein, you know, attaches to a T cell. Mm -hmm. And he actually found a way to block that interaction to where HIV wouldn't replicate. Oh, wow. Yeah, and that came out of, you know, a, a UTEP lab. And so he's actually working on a pill currently that would help terminate that interaction. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. We're down to my last two minutes, and I, and I have two big questions for you. Um, the first one is I've heard... Uh, that you're interested in developing perhaps your own research lab in the community. Is, is that true? And if so, uh, has anybody else ever done anything like this? Because I, I don't know of anybody who has. <laughs> well, yes, I am interested because, you know, learning about the genome sequence of, you know, phages, it's just, it's breathtaking. And so I want to see more about, more in depth of, you know, especially the tRNAs and what their function is because I don't want to be left with this question of, what does it do and be told we don't know the function. Mm. And so I love to know, you know, the function. And so I actually talked to several of my professors and they're on board with me to help me, you know, start up a lab. So I don't know if there ever been anything like that before, but you know, I'm sure people will join on board with me. No, I'm sure people will definitely join on board with you. Um, biggest advice for anyone that would like to get involved in the sciences like you have and, and have a breakthrough like this at the age of you know, 18, what would it be? You know, science is just an amazing field. I mean, it's always a question of why is this, why is this? And I mean, I support anyone who wants to be in the science field. It's, it's amazing, and science is so broad. There's so many areas of subject, you know, from microbiology to chemistry to physics. There's so much you can just dig into and just be so engulfed with, and you get so much reward and so much benefits from doing it too. Well, Rebecca, I want to congratulate you, and I want to say best of luck to you in Washington, D.C. You're going to make us all proud. I'm sure of it. Uh, folks, you'll be presenting to the Howard Hughes Medical Institute uh, from our very own community. Pretty big deal. There's a lot of excitement, folks. I hope this conversation captivated your imagination as much as it captivated mine. We'll try to continue to have more of these in future episodes to come. Thank you for joining us this evening. For all of us here at Fronteras, have a good night. I'm Hector H. Lopez. <laughs>